Welcome back to the Mailin' Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the Lodge in Austin, Texas. Joining me is Sally DeFreeze, not Sally Young. What's up, Sal? Not much, Dylan. How you doing? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Hanging in there. You know, when you just said my name, it really reminded me that I've got to send in my name change forms. Yeah. I have to really focus if, to get your last name correct. Well, like, today at work... I, ha- I got a new jacket when I started, and they are like, do you want us to change your name on the jacket? And I was like, sure. So my jacket says DeFreeze, but in the system, I'm Jung, so it's, like, super confusing. They're like, okay, so DeFries, last name is DeFries? I'm like, no, it's Jung. And they're like, okay, how do you spell that? It just, it's like a whole thing. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, they can't, I they mispronounce both of my names. They're both wrong. I've got to fix it. It's happening this week. That's on my to-do list. I've always said young. I know we've had this conversation before. I know it can be both. I only say young when I'm working so people know it's with a J. Right. right. Instead of a Y. Okay. But young is correct. Is it a pain in the ass to change your name? And does it cost money? I don't money? know. Um, yes, in some instances. One of my friends um, gifted me something called Hitch Switch, which TBH. Brett should see if we can get a sponsor for this. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to just rep this to all these people for free really fast. My friend Haley does it for, like, all of us, like, every single one of my friends. And basically what you do is you send in, like, what your old name was, what you're going to ch- switch your new name to, and they, like, send you everything and a whole checklist of, like, where you need to change your name because I would have forgotten. It's, like, your driver's license, your passport, your whatever, your – Social security card, like all of these things that you're supposed to change that I would have like not even known. Yeah. It's kind of a pain in the ass. To be Sounds honest. like a pain in the ass. Maybe I'll make Will change his name. Maybe that's why Dallas just kept shivery after we yeah, split. Yeah, to do it twice. <laughs> Everyone I've talked to is like, I'm never doing it twice. So like I did it the one time and I got divorced. So it's just, it's over now. Yeah. That's who I am. I'm just kidding everybody. She kept it because her son's last name is shivery too. Everybody relax. But yeah, it sounds like a pain in the ass. I'm yeah. glad I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But we're glad you're here. Thanks. It's going to be a good episode. We also have producer Dave on the track. I'm going to go ahead and do my bonus question. It's only for Sally, though. Okay. Uh, so I was told we defeated the invisible enemy. Uh, can I get a COVID update from you? What happened? What? It's not looking great. Was that on the preface conference today? No. Oh. Um, I, I, you know, I... Two months ago, or whenever we did the soft reopen of Texas, not to toot my own horn, but it I felt I, premature. I said, "This seems like when you get your wisdom teeth out and you think you're good, and you go out the next night and booze, and then you get dry sockets. Mm-hmm. Feel like we're getting dry sockets. You would know better than me." Um, in Austin, the hospitals that I work at, the capacity is about the same as when we had this had the soft opening, if you will. Okay. Um. The numbers are obviously going up. Part of that is because we're testing more. Part of it is because people are going to bars like total idiots. I mean, you guys, come on. So, I, yeah, we did it a little premature. I would agree. But that's why I think a lot of people, pretty much everyone in this room included, like hasn't really gone to a restaurant or a gym for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like yeah. even though it's open, are you should you be doing it, you know? We def I've not done the gym. I have definitely done restaurant. But you give people the green light. 
people to I step mean, out. Yeah. People are going to step out. Exactly. Going to take advantage. We of did it. the June's uh, street side recently, mm-hmm. and it was it was lovely. I saw that on Instagram. Actually, felt uh, we've done one restaurant, and I regretted it the whole time. Will, Dave, and I had lunch after an episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I've been in a restaurant since uh, like early March. We did Max, and it was complete. It was completely empty. We were like one of two yeah. two groups there eating, so it, it was fine. But we did Matt's with Brett and Caroline after the boat, and I regret it mostly because you we had to wait outside for like an hour and a half yeah. in the parking lot, and it was and you couldn't even go inside like to get a water. I've heard from people that if you can like go immediately sit down outside, then it's worth it, but. The waiting in Texas is just not worth it. It's too hot out. You can't. You know, the waiting is the hardest part. It's true. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's a song. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, and it really sucks it. if the whole point of, like, going is because of the atmosphere that's going on when you're waiting, like, at Matt's where you want a margarita. Matt's is a big ambiance place. And Atmosphere's so, key. like, to me, I'm like, eh, what was the point of that? Yeah. yeah. I almost did. This I think this is the pro move. If you're gonna have to wait outside somewhere in the parking lot, utilize their to go order system. Order as you're going to the restaurant. Get like an appetizer to go drink. Get it in the parking lot. Have yourself a little pre apps and drink, and then you go get sat. That's using the noggin like right that. there. So our governor Greg Abbott is in the news. He's trending actually because yes. he's basically blaming young people for the. Second wave spike, I guess. We so people are going to call it a second wave. But Technically, isn't he the one who plateaued. opened the who opened the gates? Correct. Okay, yeah. he oh. is the decider. Maybe maybe look in the mirror, Greg. Um. Yeah, personally, for me, I'm not going out and about. I I don't really have a desire to. I already like this COVID. Already like played up to my very lazy attitude towards things and. Wanting to be a homebody, so yeah, th- that has only like enforced that. I think we have a business-related happy hour on Thursday. May not happen. We'll love for it too, but we'll what? see. Is that being talked about? The not, not like this. Not the live stream that we've been doing. Ha- that not uh, that like an actual happy hour out in the wild. Oh, in the wild. Yeah. Oh, I did. Okay. So yeah. we'll see if it actually comes to uh, fruition. Yeah, I guess that's what I heard is that the hospitals are actually, they're not overwhelmed at this point, which is a positive thing. And I guess that was kind of the whole idea behind the um, the shutdown in the first place. But, yeah, I, I'm, it's really hard to get the right information. Like, okay, how much is this spike in cases because we're testing more? Right. There's just different ways to spin it. And a lot of people are using it. Like, like what Greg Abbott did, criticizing young people. The People, I don't know if he's doing this, but he probably is, trying to delegitimize the, uh, like, the gatherings, the protests, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so um, it's just political. Yeah. The other thing people have to realize, at least in Austin, I don't know if this is the case everywhere else. I have stopped keeping up with it really everywhere else except for Austin because that's what affects me the most. But a plateau is not necessarily a bad thing. Like we've kind of leveled off, at least in the hospital system I work for, of patients that are there getting it. Um, the number and we haven't dipped, so we haven't seen progress, but we also haven't had a rise. So, like, a plateau, like you said, if we're just staying at the same number, as long as we have the capacity for it, we're fine. But, I mean, 
you guys. Like every every five minutes, someone's like, "Okay, you can't have it and be asymptomatic. Can't pass it to people." And then they're like, "Just kidding. We lied about that." Yeah. It, so just there's still so much conflicting information. Be smart. And, and yeah, we're not, look, we're not out of the woods yet. So be smart. Mm-hmm. Be Wash safe. Be still. smart. Don't go out unnecessarily. This weekend in health. There it is, Dave. This so. week in health. All right, folks, before we get into it, we have a hotline number, and that is 888-362-MAIL, M-A-I-L. That's 888-362-6245. You can also write in if you prefer. There's a link in the Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. We have seven questions today, three of which are voicemails. Dave, if you don't mind, let's just jump right in to number one. Let's do it. How do I stop picking fights with my boyfriend? The fights are over stupid, non-consequential things. Example, I once started an argument over whether we believed a celebrity was a drug addict or not. It sounds like uh, being stuck with someone during COVID situation. Yeah. Like just getting on, just nitpicking at, at the person you're just spending a lot of time with. Um, but I don't know. Is this like a, this a sign, like a microcosm of a bigger problem? I don't, I don't know. I will say I agree with you, Dylan. I think you can pick needless fight, fights with somebody when you've been around them for too long. Like, even your own friends where you're just, like, everything they do starts pissing you off. So you just, yeah. like, find a way to fight with them. Or they're just people who are have personalities that just like to be, like, confrontational or combative, you know? Yeah. The other thing is this could be a sign of immaturity. Like, I think that when you grow older and you're not in a immature relationship, you tend to, like not focus on small things like maybe whether or not somebody's a drug addict i don't know uh, <laughs> on the celeb uh, the celeb drug, drug addict um w- the biggest thing I, I will say i think the reason will and i have stopped doing this or at least catching ourselves doing it and stopping and the reason for that is we did premarital counseling and i think talking to a couples therapist who was like when y'all fight about this, when you're in a fight about like whether or not there's dishes in the sink or something, right? Like what is the actual cause of why you were fighting? Yeah, where is this coming from? Right. So like she will make us, we like have literally spent an entire session going over one fight. And it was like, how did you feel in that moment? What was going on in your head? Blah, blah. And like turns out I got pissed at Will because – like I needed attention from him and like wanted to spend time with him. But like I nitpicked about something and then he blew up at me because he was busy with work. And it was like all these combo of things that are happening in the background. But then one little thing ignites it that has nothing to do with what you're actually fighting about. You know what I'm saying? And then you end up having a blowout argument about whether or not a celebrity is a drug addict. Yeah. When really what you wanted was like your boyfriend to pay attention to you instead of texting while y'all were talking. Right. So I think that that helped us a lot. And if you really, this person that asked the question, stop to like think about what you want when you're fighting. Like, am I annoyed at him because of this? Or do I really actually care whether or not the celebrity was a drug addict? (laughs) You have to like be so in touch with your own feelings to recognize what it is that you want and then say it aloud to that person. Yeah, that probably takes maturity. It I it mean, takes maturity and it takes a lot of work, I think. I like, was in I was in a relationship like this along I was a much younger person. Yeah. But um my girlfriend and I we fought like pretty much every, it was, it was a daily thing. Right. And over the dumbest things. Like one time 
I told her sister that I was like, oh, have you lost weight? And it started to this blowout fight like later on because she thought I was like saying that she was better looking than she was. Like, right. What's going on here? I'm so confused. It, it, yeah, it was just, a, you know, that was just part of a, a much bigger problem. Exactly. So like what you said, these small, stupid fights, either yeah. these people are confrontational, they just want to fight with each other, or there's something going on where the, the, these two people in the couple need to be in touch with what they're actually feeling and then communicate it to each other. And that was another hard thing I think for me to learn was like, I expect Will to like kind of read my mind. I'm like, we've been together five years. You should know how you're making me feel. That's not true. Like you're not a mind reader. Yeah. Like you, it's just better to like lay it out and spell out what you're feeling. Communication. Communication. So to this girl, honestly, the best thing my therapist told me was like, when you're fighting, recognize what your feeling is. Like, are you annoyed? Are you sad? Are you upset? And then figure out what that emotion is, pinpoint it, and then decide why that is and communicate that to your partner instead of fighting about, who knows, something really is. stupid. There's wow. no way I could have anything better than that to offer this podcast. I think Sally, I didn't really say much either. Sally kind of yeah, just crushed uh, that one. It's like she, like she, uh, Really or go to or go to a couples therapist who will rehash all these fights with you, and then you'll have all of this knowledge to give to somebody else. But you, being someone who just went to couples counseling because you just got married, mm -hmm. uh, you're probably a pretty good source on this. Honestly, huge advocate for couples counseling. Yeah. Like, I wish that we would have done it earlier. I was like, I can't believe how efficient we are at not fighting now. I'm well. an advocate for counseling just for everyone in general, yes. not just couples. I mean, just a good check-in and be like, because it's always great to just get, you know, a fresh, neutral perspective exactly. on stuff. And they just give you, like, different ways of, of dissecting things and thinking about things and, and, like, ways of processing your own thoughts and feelings. It's it's healthy. I totally agree. Yeah. it's I, I've, I have no shame in admitting I've gone a few – like, I started going to couples counseling with Dallas when we were together, mm -hmm. trying to sort through everything. And even after we split and all that, she and I kept going just individually because we – just got so much out of it right separately yeah know? yeah it's, it's great. great let's talk omax health enough mental health let's talk omax health dave yeah you know what's the worst what's chronic that? pain yeah i don't know i'm not a fan it's more than a feeling of discomfort dylan it can affect your entire life many of our listeners they probably have some kind of pain that's prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising i know i am in that category perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks uh, and maybe it hasn't improved with any of the treatments. Uh, I've been using this stuff, the cryo freeze. I've We've been all been using this post, stuff. Post-golf. It's great. Huge for me post-golf. I yeah. put it on the oblique because I get a little sore over there, a little I've, bit on the glutes because those are activated, you know. I've talked a little bit, little bit about getting back into running. Um, I started running a lot during the quarantine quarantine season. Um, and it's just my my legs and my, my hips, my ankles, it's all been just really sore. So I've been using that stuff, and it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's the Omax Health. It's their cryo-free CBD roll-on. It's awesome. It's non-prescription, triple-action pain relief, specifically or specially, excuse me, formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. We're all looking for that. And the best part is... 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy that works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and it lasts up to eight hours. I like to put it on at night. Sometimes if I'm uh, you know, not recovered, I'll put it on in the morning, too. 
It's good stuff. And we've got a special offer now for our listeners. 20% off of a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. Also, the discount applies towards all products site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code RANDY. Again, omax, O-M-A-X, health.com slash Randy gets you 25, 20, excuse me, 20% off cryo freeze and uh, everything site wide. If you're still not sold, let me name drop Kyle Stanley, PGA golfer. Mm-hmm. Familiar with Kyle? Oh, yeah. He uses cryo freeze CBD to both uh, recover on and off the course. Those guys are playing like four rounds of golf back to back to back. Like I couldn't imagine doing that without this stuff. I couldn't do it with this stuff, but those guys, this is probably key for them. So check them out again. Omaxhealth.com slash Randy. Promo. Oh, use code Pro- Randy. I'm yeah, sorry. code Randy. Randy. Okay. All right. Excuse me. I was just very excited. I actually rolled this over Will's back last night, like an insane amount. It smells good, too. It's like I can tell when he's done it because it's so menthol but I like he turned around because his back's been hurting him from the Peloton, and I just did some swipes up and down where the pain was. Worked great. It's awesome stuff. I know. Before uh, before circling back, him and Brett, they would routinely just apply it to each other. Yeah, they, they would sh- they would share a, a roll on stick. Yeah, they would just. Swap. I don't know that that's COVID friendly. Pre COVID, look, uh, pre COVID instituted some guidelines. I told them it's a little bit weird, and they just, they were like, I don't care. They just kept. I think doing you got to get your own for COVID. Yeah, yeah. Still work. It'll still work. You just may be passing. It's just germs. a little bit gross. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Okay. Let's do a voicemail. Do a voicemail. Let's yeah. do it. Hey, Melon gang, uh, try to be tactical here. So I fucked up. Uh, I'm 25. There's this girl that's been in love with me since high school. And uh, a couple weekends ago, we happened to be at the same bar drunk together. And I uh, proceeded to hook up with her. Uh, kind of goes through the whole week. Uh, don't have any feelings for her. And then she says, hey, I'm back in town the next weekend. So uh, she has a friend with her. So me and my buddy go and proceed to hook up with both of them. And... Uh, I fall asleep after the hookup, and I wake up at 6 in the morning to saying to her saying, uh, why do you think I'm ugly? She's crying. And uh, she went through my phone at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck she saw in there. Evidently, I told one of my friends that I didn't think she had an attractive face, but she was good in bed. Uh, I don't know. I have horrible nerves from it. I don't know what the fuck she saw. If you have any advice, anything, man, I don't know. I'm in a sticky situation. I'll hang up and listen. Bye. All right. Yikes. I'm interested to know what you have to say about this, Sally. But, look, I mean, obviously saying that someone is not attractive but good in bed, as you're, you know, she knows she's in love with you, and basically what you're saying is you're using her for sex. Correct. Not cool. I think you know that. But she went through your phone when you are asleep. That is a, that is totally crossing the line. Agreed. You're both you're both in the wrong. She's in my opinion more so in the wrong, and she stumbled upon something that she had first of all no right to stumble upon, but it hurt her feelings. Obviously, I don't, there are no winners here. This is a shitty situation for everybody. You messed up. She fucked up. I agree. Um, going through the phone is egregious. Yeah, I say that as someone who has gone through Will's phone. Okay, and I know it's not right. And most of the time that I was doing it, I was trying to see if he was going to propose to me anytime soon. So yeah, it's a it's a crazy thing to do, for sure. You shouldn't do it. That being said, if 
you're going to go through someone's phone, you're you got to be expecting that something shitty is going to come up. You're probably going to find something. You're almost always going to find something that's you're not going to like, right? I mean, not, yeah. Not like not that you're going to discover that they're cheating on you or something right. like that, but something in there is going to. You're not going through a phone just because you're bored, okay? Yeah. You're going to, in search of something. So you can't go through someone's phone and then act all offended when you see something that you don't like because yeah. you're the one who's invading their privacy. Yeah. Again. This is coming from someone who's done it. It's not right, okay? Um, on the flip side, this guy, exactly like you said, is clearly boning this girl. No strings attached. No, she's in love with him. He's in it for the sex. She wants a lot more than that. Exactly. Like. He needs to apologize for what he said to his friend and then tell her he just wants to be friends and stop having sex with her. Yeah. Because this girl... Clearly, you've hurt her feelings, but she's probably, sounds like she is not going to probably let that affect her that much. Yeah. Well, during the conversation, during which you say, like, I want to be friends with you, uh-huh. like, also say, you violated my trust, and I can just, I just cannot trust you anymore. I agree, yes, like, she did violate his trust, but you can't make it. These are two separate issues. Like, he needs to lay down the law like, I'm not attracted to you. Not Don't say it like that. Don't be mean. But I, you know, I do not feel the same way that you do. We should just be friends. Not you violated my trust because that's going to give her a green light to be like, well, let me earn his trust back because I'm in love with him and let me just prove this to him. And it's going to, there's got to be a, a total separate, you violated my trust. That wasn't right. But hey. Not into it. We're never going to get together. Yeah. There's no chance. You need to let go right now. We'll be done. We're friends. Yeah. But yeah, don't go through people's phones. Yeah. If you look, if you know someone has feelings for you, don't take advantage of that if you are not going to reciprocate. It's not cool. You're going to end up, you know, messing them up, hurting them and all that. Right. Um. But yeah, she, she fucked up too. Yeah. And so yeah, you, you guys just need to... Mutually, you need to just decide not to do this again. I mean, okay, and this is going to come from a place of love if this girl happens to listen, but, like, you go through this guy's phone, and he said, she doesn't have an attractive face, but I like having sex with her. I think that the answer here is, like, leave his apartment and never speak to him again. Don't cry to him at 6 in the morning and tell him you went through his phone. Yeah, he woke up, and she immediately he just hit him with the news. Like, by the way, this is what I did. This is what I found. This is where this girl... In five years, is going to be like, remember when I was in love with James and he was such a dick to me and I let it happen? She's going to have a self-respect moment. It's just not now. So he needs to tell her, we're done. Yeah. It's over. You should stop going through people's phones. I almost wonder if we're not getting the full story here and there was something that led to her searching for information. Because no, I think she's in love with him, and they've hooked up she twice wanted to now. Find out if she's he like, maybe also he's had telling his friends that like uh, yeah, he's into me. It could be it. And if that's the case, then that's just, <laughs> you, just can't, you just can't do that. Yeah. You don't do that. You find out a different way. Yeah. You find out by talking to him. Yeah. Not violating his privacy. That, that was like a two-parter, basically. Messed up situation. But yeah, you guys <laughs> just need to go your separate ways. Yeah. Call it off. Be friends. Whatever. Tough scene. Mega. Mega tough. Let's do an email. Yep. Hey, crew, I've been seeing a girl for about six months now, and she has everything I want and someone I want to spend my life with. 
However, with the election coming up and all of the issues our country is battling, we have dove into discussions about politics and stuff in that category. Her and I, wouldn't it be she and I? She and I. She and I do not see eye to eye on many things at all. I love this girl, but I do not love her views. Is this something y'all would consider a deal breaker? I'm trying to think long term. Is it healthy to raise a family in a house where mom and dad don't tell kids opposing views? Am I thinking too much into it? To give you the context, she is a liberal, and I am a fiscally conservative libertarian. Okay. Um, I think people that have opposing views can absolutely coexist in a relationship. But you have to respect the other person's opinion at the same time. Right. You can't just, like, constantly disagree with them. Um and not try to at least understand where they're coming from and why they think the way they do. It can happen, and, it, and I'm sure it happens all the time, people in a relationship with opposing views. Um, so that's what you guys would have to work on if you were going to make this thing work. He says she's pretty much perfect in, in every other way. Then it's probably worth it to like try to understand why she comes from her liberal point of view. Um, and... And the opposite, she needs to understand why you are the way you are. And you guys can reach some common, not like compromise your beliefs, but just reach common ground and like understanding each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree with you. I um, I think that having different political opinions is a totally fine thing to have. Um, I think it gets a lot harder when you have very opposite views about religion or your morals or whatever like those things can be a little bit more difficult to deal with and i think that they can still be you can still have a very healthy thriving relationship even if you have differing point of views about your like values um you just have to be open-minded to what the other person thinks for me politics like will and i for the most part agree about a lot of stuff um Neither of us really like to talk about politics, and my family is very opposite of that. And I come from a big family, and there's we have people on all sides of the spectrum, or all ends of the spectrum, I guess. For me, I think in the past few years, I am trying my best to empathize with everyone and see their side. Yeah. Like I personally don't like arguing about politics because if I am arguing with somebody who has different political beliefs than I do, like what I'm going to say is probably not going to change their mind. Yeah. I will say this. I identify probably closer to this guy, a fiscally conservative libertarian, but given the current climate, um, I think it's really important to be open to everything everyone's saying and really be open with yourself about why some of the beliefs that you have and people you voted for and yeah. things like that. I mean, I'm not trying to tell this guy to not believe what he believes in, but I'm saying to be open to your partner and what they believe, you also have to realize why you think the things that you think. Yeah. So that's been a huge journey for me in the past couple of years, especially having gone through grad school and not making any money to making money now and to living in different cities where there's different problems is like, why do I vote the way that I do? Why do I support the things that I do? Is that because I'm a mouthpiece for like my parents and the way that I was brought up? Or is it because I have my own beliefs and I truly do think this? Because I think 
for Will and I, we're always like, if we're going to argue about something, at least I have something to back it up. Like there's a thought process yeah. for why I believe maybe the healthcare system should be this way or that this candidate is better or whatever. If you have a reason and you can stand by that reason, great. But I also think you have to be open to what other people are saying. That's already important in a relationship anyway. But I think especially today in the yeah. given climate with Black Lives Matter, like you have to be open to what people are saying. You used the word empathy earlier. Yeah. that's. I think everyone could use a... a a major dose of empathy right um even if you think you are understanding of other people's perspectives you're probably not to the extent right. you should be and so politically socially and of course everything going on with the black lives matter movement right now um everyone could use a major dose of it and, and yeah. just try to understand other people better and that's that you know all facets of life that's going to be invaluable to you another thing this person said was raising their kids he says, um, is it healthy to raise a family in a house where mom and dad don't tell kids opposing views? I would encourage you, and this is how I plan to raise Parks. If he if he wants to know what my personal political leanings are, I will tell him I'll, if, if he wants to know. But I'm also going to encourage him to not just take on my mindset because I'm his dad. Right. But to just use his brain and think for himself and think about what things matter to him what he values right um and from there decide on your own don't don't be just like me because i'm this way and i know? think that i mean i'm sure that you were brought up the same both of you were probably brought up the same way i was where it's like this is what my parents believe so i believe yeah, it too and it wasn't parents, until you went to college that you were like oh my parents are conservative different viewpoints than what i have my friends parents are mostly conservative and that's right. just we all kind of grew up conservative because that was what we've learned in our households and i think that is so important too. Like your children need to realize that their struggle is different from someone else's struggle. That the things that are important to them are different from what's yeah. important to somebody else. Their whole experience is not the same as somebody else's. And usually for most people that I think that takes college or like being out, like not in your hometown, not in high school to realize like, Oh, we have totally different yeah. backgrounds. But I think maybe this is like a blessing for this dude's future kids. It's like yeah. they're going to get two different sides and maybe be more empathetic. If you're too far left or too far right, that just means you're unwilling to understand the other side. Right. And you're, you're like almost just like too far gone. You have to be able to empathize and understand the other side of it or else it's, it's just not going to work. Right. Everyone in the middle of the spectrum I'm down with you. I don't care what side of, of the middle you're on, left or right. I don't care. Right. But if you're too far right or too far left, I, I just, I, I can't make time for you. And those are usually the people who are arguing. You know, yeah. the people who are so far that they can't see any other side besides their own. Yep. And it doesn't sound like that's this couple. Well, let me say this. The only thing I have to add, if she's your classic liberal, if you're your classic libertarian, you guys already have a lot of common ground. Right. That's kind of the idea. This would be a lot more difficult if you were a, a traditional conservative and she was a, yeah. a left-winger, in quotes. Um, so, like, you have a lot of common ground on social issues. That's kind of the idea. So, I, 
don't want to, I, I don't know all the facts here. I don't want to get too micro into this, but it's like, well, where, where's the, where are you guys, you know, finding these arguments, it's, especially what's happening currently. Like, I feel like they just have a lot of problem with tax law. Dave. I, guess, okay. I guess. Yeah. Like he's, he wants to, <laughs> he must be like a, he must do like us where he uh, does his taxes quarterly independent contractor or <laughs> yeah. maybe he owns his own business and he's uh, finally realizing what taxes look like he's taking it in the shorts right now taking getting getting smoked on this deal um no it's, uh, you guys have a lot of common ground and and like if i've learned anything it's people the transition is you go from conservative then you kind of realize there's a lot of bullshit not speaking for myself but then you kind of you're like oh, i'm a libertarian now because a lot of that stuff is dogma and i you know, I support gay rights. I support support legalized drugs or pot, whatever. And then you kind of work your way into becoming a quote liberal, like or someone that votes Democrat, whatever. Um, so it's you're y'all are both y'all aren't that far off. I don't know unless you're like one of those wild libertarians that's just like a super into like anarcho capitalism that just is unsustainable and doesn't make any sense and is all philosophy based. So I kind of feel like the older I get the less that I identify with any political party. Like, I feel like election to election, I could just be voting for whoever. Like, there's never going to be a time where I'm like, oh, this is the so-and-so candidate. I got to vote for them. I'm Now that I, like, I really do think for myself and I'm not just, like, a talking piece for my parents or somebody else, like, every election I'm like, do does this person represent what I want, you know? One thing I like about this is that he didn't say she's a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Exactly. So it's it, that's that's a positive. I think at, le- I, at least they're like looking at the values of their party rather than like yeah. I'm a GOP. She's a Democrat. Yeah. You know. Y'all probably have. This is getting ahead of it, but like really intelligent kids. Yeah. Yeah. Who just teach them. You have to be them. willing to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to, or else you're going to be stuck in your ways and in an unhealthy way for the rest right. of your life. Exactly. Wow. Mm. We just saved the country. I think we did, Dave. You want to do a voicemail? Yeah. Hey, mailing crew. I got a quick question for you. So this uh, upcoming September, I am supposed to be getting married. And for my mother-son dance, uh, my mom is insisting that we do kind of like a, uh, a goofy dance where we start off like a normal dance and then the song changes and we switch into something choreographed and I am just not about it. I think that sounds like about the lamest thing I've ever heard. And I tried to tell her that and she got her feelings hurt and was, you know, really adamant that she really wants to do it. Doesn't understand why I don't want to, et cetera. And so I guess my first question is, you know, am I being a little ridiculous? Should I just take a couple shots, you know, suck it up and do it for my mom? Um, or am I, you know, warranted to think that this is ridiculous? And then second question is if I am, uh, how can I get out of this? Much, uh, much appreciated. Bye. All right. Before I share my thoughts on this, I don't think you guys did this at your wedding. Did you? Yeah. I was about to say, just have a small wedding. You won't do any first dances. Dave, did you do this? Did Alyssa do this? Oh, a first dance? No. Like, uh, were they, like were a they choreographed? The music? No, you would okay. know about it by now. I've been to a wedding with this. So I guess there was a viral video where this happens. Like someone did yes. it and they pulled it off and it was really funny. Uh, me. I'm in a viral video, Dylan. Are you? Yes. Well, it was the first wedding Will ever attended with me and all the bridesmaids and I danced to Beyonce and then the bride came out and serenaded her but, husband. 
my point is there was an original video to this that started this whole trend. Right. I mean, yeah. And it this went like happens. mega viral and they pulled it off and it was really Dude, funny. Is it the Chris Brown song. And it just ruined the forever down the aisle. Yeah. I've been to a we- I've been to a wedding where this happened. You and know I what felt, this is called? It's I called cringed, a woohoo wedding. I cringed so hard. And I hope this person isn't listening because he's a nice guy. You've never been to a woohoo wedding? No. I, I feel like I've a been woohoo to one. wedding encompasses any sort of choreographed situation so we're talking down the aisle to chris brown forever we're talking out of the aisle to something else we're talking father daughter mother son first dance whatever where you do something the one i'm talking about is exactly like this guy described it was a bride and father dance Uh uh-huh they started dancing to some you know like my girl or something like that Uh right one of the the classics that whatever and then 45 seconds to a minute in, there was a record scratch. And they looked around like, oh, what's going on? I'm oh so confused. God. Why did it stop? Oh, and then they broke into a choreographed, like, you know, booty shaking dance. That's terrible. Oh, and oh. I was like, oh, no. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't look at the dance floor. I was, so, I was, the secondhand embarrassment was crippling. I couldn't That's do it. That's really mean to do. That's, you can't do that to your guests. No, just no. Can't. It's just like, it was pulled off really well once. It went viral. So I get why, like, they're copycats, but right. just, you just can't. You just well, let it die. I think that there's, I have two thoughts. One, you have to both have the personality for this. Yeah. Like, my mom and brother are both like pretty outgoing people. Harry would never, but like if they really wanted to do something choreographed, people would be like, "Okay, this this makes sense." Like they're outlandish. Yeah. But it's, it sounds like this guy's really not about that life. Here's my suggestion to him. I actually went to a wedding where cuz it's usually father daughter then mother son, right? I don't know the order. I I, I think that's the order. I don't I think it's like the first dance then the mo- Father, daughter, and the mother, son. Uh, the mother and son danced to September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. And they, I mean, it was quick. It was like a 45-second whatever. And then at the end, he did this, like, elaborate spin. And then they basically, like, walked around the dance floor and grabbed people and got him on. Yeah. So it was like his mom still started the party, whatever. <laughs> but people, like, joined them, and it was fun. And it uh. wasn't like, oh, God, I can't believe, like, they d- did a spin. You know, like, no one was like, God, that was embarrassing for them. They didn't, like, do a full Footloose routine. It was like, they, ha- like, turned it on, and then they got everyone on the dance floor. You yeah. know what, though? If you want to do Footloose, I actually support that. That's actually one that I would not mind seeing. <laughs> I, like, literally, I don't know if y'all remember this. At Lily's wedding, Lily and Drew both danced with my dad and Drew's mom at the exact same time, just to one song, because they were like, we're not doing this. Yeah. Like. I think that's I already that. should be a thing. Do not dance for the whole song. No one cares. Just so do it for 45 seconds. Like, get the chorus and then get out of there. My like, mom, like, she was so not wanting to really do it that we did. I danced with her for, like, a minute, and then my sister came and cut in. Yeah. When we, uh, As I danced to uh, Kenny Rogers through the years. Like, no <laughs> one wants to see you two-step with your dad to I Loved Her First for, like, uh, an hour, okay? Yeah. Do the 45 seconds, get in, get out. But Lily and my dad and Drew and his mom dance at the same time. And you can see in the in the wedding video, my dad, like, motioning to cut the song because he told my mom, he was like, I'm only doing it for 45 seconds. And he was like, why are we still out here? Turn the song oh off, change gosh. the song. That's funny. I just think to this guy, it is your wedding. 
But also, you're doing this for your mom. Well, if you're ever allowed to be selfish, it's on your wedding day. If you don't want to, we do always say that. Super corny. I agree with you. Like, but it's also like dance. Some of the stuff to. is for your parents. You're right. right? Maybe maybe some kind of compromise. come up with a compromise. Don't do something cheesy. Tell your mom like I'm not learning a choreographed dance. I refuse. But if you want to do something right at the end and like or change the song to where like she can like get all of her friends out there and it can be a moment yeah. about her, yeah. great. Do something like that. But you don't need to do like a whole hip hop dance. You are allowed. Yes, I know it's your mom, but you are allowed to tell her no. Right. Mommy wants to go vi. She wants to go viral. She's chasing oh. that clout. Yeah, like <laughs> I think you just need to say like I love you. This is gonna be a lot mean a lot more to me if we don't. But also here's the other thing: blame it on the fact that everyone's only doing a forty five second dance because no one wants to watch you dance truthfully. So make that shit short, and then you won't have time for a choreography because you'll just be like, oh, the band's only playing just a little medley. We're all just hopping in, hopping out on the dance floor. Medley. That's the way it should be happening. Medley. That's a good compromise. Do just get Do, in and get out. Throw a few songs in there, chop it up. Don't freak dance your mom. Don't freak dance Don't, your mom. No grinding or Don't daggering. Freak, no, none of that. You can't do that. Yeah. Also, I would advise against flips. No like, hip hop. We don't need to do tricks. We don't need injuries. Like, yeah, you don't want somebody tearing an ACL and then having to like hobble off the dance floor to go get surgery. Like, that's not happening. So, if you're having a band, have them play something upbeat and then have the band announce like everyone on the dance floor. And that can be your mom's like little whatever. Oh man. Or it is so cringy or just cancel your wedding and mm -hmm. then, um, elope, elope. And then you won't dance. It'll be great. Just go to Laguna beach. Fake an injury. Do what Will did. Didn't he fake an ingrown toenail or something? What for ours? No, not for y'all. Oh, just in, one time uh, we'll fix an ingrown toenail every yeah. time we have to run the turkey trot. That's so. it. That's the thing. <laughs> there you Respect go. It. So yeah. Like oh, how convenient! This time every year you get you a, just get a really bad ingrown toenail. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do. What I find the most cringy, I think, like maybe it's just because I was like a cheerleader and this doesn't really bother me. But like when people have like very choreographed like tangos. Or like some other ballroom dance, I think that almost makes it more uncomfortable for me than like if they were to do like some choreographed like moves. Ugh. Like when couples come out and you're like, "Whoa, you've clearly went to some lessons." Like, yeah. don't just stand there side to side like you're a middle school dance. Like, throw some spins in there. But I also don't need you like whisking me across the dance floor and like doing flips and turns. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of out on the whole dance thing. <laughs> The Clearly. ship has sailed. I don't ever even remember what my mom and I danced to. That's what I'm saying. I do a it fast. Party. Probably, <laughs> I think it was like Frank Sinatra or something. I hope she doesn't listen to this. She's going to be Classic. disappointed that I forgot. Hey, if you do go out there and dance and sweat a lot, you need to make sure you rehydrate. Yeah. That's important. That That's key. Brilliant point, David. That's why I want to talk a little bit about our friends at Liquid IV, one of my favorite sponsors we have in the network. They just recently hooked us back up with I supplies. So shit. Oh. I love it. I love it, man. It's an easy, healthy solution for dehydration. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. So when I was going through my little diver tick thing and I didn't have much of an appetite and I wasn't drinking as much water... I was doing liquid IV. Also, it, it just helps me out. It just tastes bomb. Yeah, it really does, dude. It is. It's good. delish. It is good. Each serving provides as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Plus, you'll like this: vitamin C, B three, 
B5, B6. Oh, one more. B12, Dylan. Also, my as favorite. much potassium as a banana, David. That's huge. If you're a workout guy or gal, potassium is something you need. You'll you gotta, lose that after you go in there and pump. you got to stack that potassium. Hopefully, Will's been potassium up because, you know, he's He drinks the, the liquid IV after every Good. Peloton, right? Good. What a guy. Uh, hey, and you know what? How about a little uh, corporate responsibility? Here's one of the things I love most about them at Liquid IV. They're on a mission to change the world. They donate 2.3 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, active military. How about that? It's huge. Doing a good thing. You love to see it. Let's talk about our audience here because uh, you know what? We got a special offer for you. Liquidiv.com slash mail in. If you go to, oh, I'm sorry, I screwed that up for the second time today. Liquidiv.com, use code mail in. There's no slash there. Remove the slash. Liquidiv.com, code mail in. That's going to get you 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Remember that code is mail in. 25% off anything you order. So that's pretty sick. You can also find them, as I just learned, Target, Whole Foods, Costco. That's huge. I love seeing a sponsor that I thought you had to order, like just in a store. Makes me feel good We've about that. We've been them. getting a lot of uh, snaps of people who are getting these at Costco. I love it. Really? Yes. Also, this is like making me crave. I think I'm going to go get a lemon lime liquid IV, like go do one after this pod. You're going to go do one? I'm going to go, go do, do it at liquid, liquid IV. They recently sent us some of the energy multiplier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shit works. You know what I Have noticed you... about it? Imagine having singular energy. It multiplied my energy. Yeah, like I started off the day with just like one energy, then I had multiple, and it was huge for me. Have you uh, used any of the ones with melatonin in them? No. I, I've never even seen one. I don't one. think I have those. Well, it's like, uh, Will and I have them, and I accidentally... Here's what happens. The first time we moved all of our stuff, Will just put all the liquid IVs into like one giant thing just so it was like a flavor you know just roulette okay so i pick one out i think it's like an acai i'm pretty pumped about it tastes great it's a saturday oh, feeling no. quite tired that'll happen uh melatonin will get in you hydrated but tired turns out drank one with melatonin in it so my tip to you is order the liquid IV, then keep it separate by the flavors because you don't want what happened to me to happen to you. Thank God I didn't do one before work, but keep that melatonin away from the regular stuff. She was out like a light. <laughs> you live, you learn. Yeah, you live and learn. But I was hydrated. Like a light. Hey. Like a light. Like a light. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Hey, Dylan, Dave, and Sally. Curious to hear your thoughts on work-life balance. How do you align career ambitions and working too many hours, dot, 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 with the rest of your life and priorities like health, family, friends, etc.? Personally, I know I work too much. I know it will lead to burnout eventually. Alternatively, if I don't put it put in the long hours, I'll be stagnant in my career and won't reach the levels I want to reach. I do my best to still work out, eat healthy, and make time for family and friends, but would love to hear any advice you have on how to maintain that work-life balance and determine priorities. Thanks in advance. Okay, bye. I feel like you and I are like the least qualified to answer right. this question since we our work hours are pretty limited. And we have plenty of time during the day to work out, hang out with our pups, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. get some family action in. Um, 
I mean, we, we've had we've had nine to fives in the past, of course. So I guess we we could get into it a little bit, but um, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a grind. There aren't enough hours in the day. Really, I'm aren't. curious to. I wonder what this guy does. I'm you getting uh, I'm getting lawyer vibes. I kind of thought the same thing. Here's what I'll say, because I feel like I can speak to this having gone through grad school. If you know, like. One, I think it gets easier the older you get to figure out, like, what you want to prioritize in your life. So whether that's, like, your job or uh, having a family or whatever. But if if you're in a job now where, like, lots of hard work right now is going to pay off later, I to me, I'm kind of like, suck it up and grin and bear it. Just do it. Because that's basically what I had to do for grad school. Like, I knew that for three years my life was going to be – totally different from how it is now and I was going to have to sacrifice a lot of things and not go to stuff and have a pretty solid excuse to like my friends and family as to why I couldn't do something. Um, There's always going to be people who don't understand what's going on in your life. So like whether you're going through grad school like I was or you're trying to become partner at a firm or you work weird hours because you work night shift or something like that like the only people who are going to get it are the people that you're working with, including like unless your partner does what you do, like even those people sometimes don't understand because they're not like in the trenches with you. But I think it's important. I wish I knew what this guy did, but like important to know, like set goals and achieve them. But also, like he said, like you can't let your whole life be run by the fact that you think that you're not going to like succeed in work. You know what I'm saying? Like your work is not your entire life. And if that's what you choose, that's totally fine. But just know that you're making that choice and at the expense of other things. So like I think it's completely okay to be a workaholic if there's like a short-term goal or a long-term goal that you're working for where this is like a short maybe period of your life rather than like 40 years of you working 90-hour weeks. That's just not healthy. Like, Right. To me, I'm always like if there's an end in sight and that's why you're doing this, great. Like – you have a reason to work that hard. But if you're doing this and the payoff is just being good at your job and like maybe a raise, cool. But like, is that, you have to decide like, is having a girlfriend or finding a girlfriend or whatever, spending time with my parents, seeing my friends, having some me time, is that less important than me? Being a vice president. Yeah, prioritize what you want out of life and kind of go from there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if your career is what's most important to you, then, yeah, it's, it totally, and that's okay. it's totally acceptable and fine to make a lot of time for your job. Right. And put some other things kind of to the side a little bit. Don't do it too much. I mean, you got to have friends, you have to have family that you communicate with. Mm-hmm. Got to stay healthy somehow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if just figure out what's what you want most out of life and then make that a priority. To me, it's easier to explain away. Like it's like your friends and family have an issue with how much you work or it was easy for me to explain away, like never working out when I was in grad school. Cause I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time to see you. I don't have time to work out. I'm just trying to get my shit done and rest. Like that's one thing. So I think if you have a short spurt of like you having to do like work really hard maybe a couple years like put your head down get it done it'll pass by quickly but if this is going to be your whole life like maybe you need to reevaluate 
what what's important, you know? Yeah. I hope that answered. I feel like it's hard to tell without knowing what this guy's job yeah, is. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. Everyone's different. I mean, if if you do want to create like a a balance between you know, social life, work life and then your 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 own time and like working out and all that stuff, you have to just adopt a, a complete lifestyle and just mm-hmm. make that your regular routine until it becomes just like a part of who you are kind of well and one thing that you said earlier uh, you you said earlier that it like maybe you and dave can't speak to it as much because y'all have a different work schedule than other people one thing i think for y'all that's more difficult at least it is for will is like because you don't come into an office from nine to five you could be working at like 8 30 at night because something pops up and you've got to do it you also if you have a weird job where especially now in the middle of covid like you're working from home set boundaries like i have to tell will like this can if can this wait is this urgent like let it happen tomorrow like so if you know especially for like y'all you don't have a set work hour like you could get up and Y'all could record at three in the morning if you wanted to, and then have all day off if you wanted. But you don't do that because that'd be weird. You should do that. Yeah, you should start do- recording at three a.m. Um, so, but you also can leave this office and then have something random where you have to work on it at six p.m. So, if that is your situation, like set a hard limit. Like, okay, I'm not taking a call or doing anything after five thirty, and I'm spending time working out, cooking for myself meeting friends, blah, blah, blah. Like there are very few things that you have to do that have to be done that second. So make, set some boundaries and abide by them. I know a dude who went completely dark for probably five years. Really? Law school. And uh, you know this dude. Law school and then like his first couple years at a big law firm, like doing like the 80 hour a week partner track grind. And he, it worked out for him because he ended up being like in school, like number one or two in his class. But I mean, like he, he would occasionally, like, occasionally pop up if something like there was like a wedding or something. He would, he would show up. But like if you texted him, you never heard back from him. Like, I mean, he just completely cut off Jeez. his social life and committed to it. And yeah, that that professionally that's it worked out. Not for me. Like I, I just I am not built that way. I'm not either. Couldn't do it. it it's for a number of but reasons. Respect the grind, man. That's that's impressive. Yeah. But you it's also have to realize, like, and, at the end of five years, what do you have? Like yeah, you, you have, have to this you job. have to rebuild relationships, right? And then you have all this money, but no one to like go do things with. Yeah, you gotta. You have to work on. You have to work on your, you know, your personal life right. at that point. Yeah, that's tough, man. I, I just, I, I just, it's not for me. No, it's I'm too much of a, uh, of a people person. I gotta you're not have. A grind I gotta boy? have. I, I can be a grind boy, but I, you know, relationships are, to me, relationships are like what life's about. Right. You know that that's my number one priority is just. Being a, being a good friend and you know and a good son and of course being a good dad and just being you know having good close relationships i think good it's co-host good co-host thanks dave mm-hmm. well yeah, i'm that, saying you needed to work on, <laughs> on <it. laughs> yeah that, that's my that's my number one priority i think you need to devote some more time to your fitness I just, yeah i do Thank you. People have been. I can know. tell on the Apple Watch that you haven't been trying very hard. Look, so. it's been hard. It's been hard. All cooped up, man. I'm telling you. Find a way, man. I'm trying, Dave. Figure it out. 
I missed the gym, man. Brother, you're telling me. Yeah. I was trying to think of a way to do it, and I was just like, I go in, go immediately upstairs, don't yeah. even change in the locker room, work out, then leave, don't even go into the bathroom, locker room. And I was like, you know what? Um, I might, I'm thinking about just pro or uh, putting my thing on I am too. mute or whatever. I am too. Um, there was actually a question that I didn't include today that was about exactly that. You know, what I was going to say is, Okay, before like the the second wave of of cases that's kind of on the uptick, like I was prepared to go back to the gym. Like I was mentally, I was like almost there. Yeah, I was there too. I think Will being like a little sketched out by it is why I didn't honestly, because I have to share a room with him every day, and I, I didn't, you know. I thought about this, so like I said, I've I've been to a restaurant. I went to I go to the grocery store. I went to Barnes and Nobles today. Buy my dad a gift. I'm not well read or anything. Get it? You read, dude. Uh, and I was like thinking, do I trust going, I, w- I trust restaurants, uh, to be more, um, what's the word to be safer than going to the, I trust people at a restaurant more than I trust people at a gym. Yeah. Cause That's a good way to put it. you know what I mean? Cause like yeah. the gym is, there's some people at the gym who just suck. Not the people who work there necessarily, but there's some people who go there who probably the type the types to be like, dude, you don't need a mask. Fuck a mask. This shit's, you know, conspiracy. Those are blah, the people blah, blah. who probably aren't wiping down their machines. Exactly. And those are the people who, like, are probably all testosterone up, yeah. probably, like, insecure, you know, fake alpha males. Plus, I, I've driven by our gym a few times because it's, yeah. by, it's by the grocery store I go to. Um, there are a lot of people there. If it was, if the parking lot was mostly empty, I would feel better about it. But it's pretty packed. Yeah. Yeah, I've. Kind of going on the philosophy of picking my spots. If it's like, hey, do you want to go to a restaurant? Okay, what's the restaurant? Yeah. And the one Alyssa and I went to, I mean, well, one, we, we sat outside, and there right. was one other couple out there, and they were on the other end. And then the other one we went to, it was uh, Maddie's, mm-hmm. which is sick. I've never been there. It's oh, like yeah, it's really a cool spot. open, too. Really like it. Really open. We're in, like, a room by ourselves, like a right. living room by ourselves. It was Really yeah. well done. So there's ways to do it, and I'm not judging people. I guess I kind of am if you're reckless. For me, but there's it, a way to do it tastefully. The gym, and this has no medical facts at all. This is just my own viewpoint or like thinking, but like at a restaurant, you're not worried about someone like sweating next to you. You know, like at a gym, there's like bodily fluids Open just mouth like flying around. Open like mouth kissing. Yeah, you're spotting your buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you people are like doing, you know, your your hands on your hips, you're breathing hard. You got Sweating the particles. Everywhere. They could they could be crop dusting. You don't know what's don't going know. on in there. It's just, yeah, it's a gross scene. It sucks, man. I I would love nothing more than to go back to the gym. And, and get we go to routine. a nice place. They keep it pretty clean as far as gyms are concerned. But I bet our place is doing it right. But I still don't trust some of the. I people think you'll just yeah. need to get a Bowflex sponsorship. Just really Bo make Flex. this. How about a total gym? A total gym. Yeah. Did you? No, I said, how about a total gym? Yeah. I, I used said, to own I thought you one. said, I bought a total oh, gym. Oh, in high school, I had one. It, really? like, folded up, fit right under my bed. You know what would work is if we just got those stability balls, and y'all just sat on that while y'all recorded. Just some core work. Just some core. Just solid core. We should do that for an episode. Will could probably blow us out of the water now. I feel like it would hurt my back. Peter Peloton it, over like, here. It really, you really you know? do have to, like, for you it to, to not hurt your back, you have to, have to be sitting up so straight and yeah. really... What we call zipping up the core. It's a corset work. Um, I'll get into that later. We need to continue this. These yeah, questions. We got two levels. Let's do a voicemail, Dave. You want to do a voicemail? Yep. We can just do seven. I don't. Your call. 
Let's let's do a voicemail. Right. We might we might call it after that. Mailing crew, how are we doing? Um, just wanted to ask. My current girlfriend is not cool with me smoking cigs. Completely normal, but she is cool with me smoking cigars. Um, do I need to find a new girlfriend and run, or is she crazy? Do I just figure this out? Or let me know. I, I got to figure this out. Thanks. I I. Why is he so? Just like flummoxed by this, like why? Why doesn't he get it? I mean, cigarettes are decidedly more dangerous for you than cigars, right? Yes. So yeah, that that's that's chemicals. her concern. Also, also like you're, you're not like super inhaling a cigar, right? Like no, you're not supposed to inhale a cigar. Right. That, I think that's the point. I'm not like, saying a cigar is not bad for you. Cause I'm sure it, to to some degree it's not like healthy a, for you. But you're not inhaling a cigar into your lungs. Yeah. Whenever you hear of someone dying of of lung cancer, it's because they smoke cigarettes, not cigars. Correct. Right. So that that's the concern here, buddy. I mean, obviously the the taste of, you know, like the post cigar breath and all that, the smell, it, it's pretty strong. And maybe that's what he's talking about. But she seems less concerned with that. And cigarettes more concerned are more about, addictive than cigars, also. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're not like chain smoking cigars. No, like, no one's Plus, doing that. You smoke a cigar Plus, maybe once. Uh, cigarette for, smokers smoke every day. If you smoke cigars, like maybe. What, once a week you have you like treat yourself to a cigar something like you're always smelling that way the only issue this guy might be having is maybe he's classic smoke cigs when he drinks and he's comparing that to smoking a cigar when he drinks right. and I, I think it all comes back to like cigarettes are scientifically proven more addictive than a cigar well for sure so you're more likely she's worried about you getting hooked and then becoming a chain blaster it's the nicotine it's the nicotine, nicotine in a cigar I mean right I'm no. a very Noted cigarette you hater. You're the most anti-cigarette person I know. I have literally gotten on a soapbox to Dylan I while we were, were out. Thought you punch me in the face one time. <laughs> yes. And I, I will can do. He has his own free will. He can do whatever he wants. But if he wants me to like literally be so pissed at him and not speak to him, he will smoke a cigarette. Like that is a surefire way for me to be pissed. Um, this is. This has nothing to do with like how bad they are for you. I do not mind the the smell of a cigar as much as I mind the smell of a cigarette. Agree. Like when someone when Will comes home, if he smokes a cigarette, I'm like, oh, so gross. Like it, I just immediately, yeah. One can tell, but two, like it just grosses me out. Cigar, like, I maybe it's because he doesn't do it as much, and it's like always associated with like not a special occasion, but like it's not just like he was like yeah. out like. The smoking smell. a cig, Did like we smoke cigars at y'all's wedding. Was that a thing what people were doing? I don't think it was. I don't think so, but we've definitely smoked cigars. Like the smell of a cigar in the air is is fantastic, right? But if, if it's like in your clothes and your hands and your breath, like right? That, I it, mean, it I've never be, smoked cigars. It can be so kind of harsh. But like, I think you associate that with more like of a casual, maybe more of a celebratory thing versus like a cigarette. If if this is what this guy's doing, if he's going out and drinking and having a cigarette, you're just like, ill. Yeah, I'm a big golf course cigar smoker. It's to me that's the best time to smoke a cigar. Oh, I thought you were I gonna absolutely... say cigarettes. And I was like, mm. oh, God. cigar, cigars in the golf course just hit different. They're awesome. So you want a fun fact? Yes. Per source, cigars are just as addictive as cigarettes because really? they both contain nicotine. Okay. Well, so they're both bad for you. Cigar though, you just don't you don't see people chain blasting cigars. Well, Probably exactly. They last long. They last long, and you're not. I mean, I don't know anybody who's smoking a cigar per day. No. Michael Jordan, I think, is like, the only one. You have to <laughs> maybe just unless MJ. you were like in World War II or Korea, 
Like no, like yeah. it's all like old like uh, Navy vets. I feel like that yeah. are smoking chain smoking cigars. But also, like I said, you're not inhaling that down right. into your lungs, and cigarettes like have more chemicals than them because it's not just rolled tobacco, right? Like you've got to think that like all the additives and shit that they put in there. I just I I totally get where she's coming from. I. Personally, will never smoke a cigarette or cigar. I have no draw to. But, like, maybe she's associating you smoking with, like, being drunk and skeezy versus, like, if you're smoking a cigar, like, maybe it's, like, less like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I totally a agree cigar, with this girl. A cigar is like a treat. A cigarette is something that you. Is a vice. I it's probably a vice. smoke three cigars a year if that. Yeah. Right. That that's why I'm like this guy. Okay, if you if you really want to like prove her wrong, then start smoking daily cigars, which will be really aggressive and stupid. But like that that's his argument here. He's like, why can't I smoke a cigar, or I can smoke a cigar, but I can't smoke a cigarette? It's like, well, are you going to smoke a cigar every time you get drunk? Because if that if you really want to argue with her, then start doing that and see if she changes her tune. She probably will. Yeah, that's just a lot. If you can you imagine if like every time you went out with the guys you're like you you're throw cigar up. guy everybody like, knows like, cigar on, guy man. and like cigar guy has to pick his spot. Like, can you walk away with that thing? It's just it's a little bit much. It's a yeah. little much. Yeah, especially if it's not a good one. It, I it, I definitely don't think this guy needs to find a new girlfriend like he said. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> <isn't> so <laughs> dramatic. That was <laughs> really intense. You're just really you're really just uh, picking apart her reasoning, yeah. her analytical skills. All right, guys, we're gonna call it. I think we should put the question from the last question on to next week. I think we should too. Because I was ready to answer. I'll this. just change that to number one. Tight. All right, that was fun. Did y'all fun? I had fun. We had fun. We clearly talked about a lot. It's been Dude, like we covered ask that, Dylan, because I was just thinking I had fun. <laughs> That's great, Dave. I'm always happy when you have a good time in here. The hotline number eight 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 three six two six two four five. The uh, you can also write in. There's a link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast. That's it. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.